glad you are part of our community. I'm Bill Galtier, and I'm with my wife and partner, Christy. We're doctors in psychology and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We hope you were encouraged by our just-finished series of podcasts on our new book, Healing Prayer for Emotional and Physical Wholeness. You can order this book on our website. Today is part of a series of Soul Talks on Relationally Healthy Leadership. We'll be drawing on material from our Institute in Spiritual Formation and Soul Care. As part of our Institute, you can earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. Prepare to be inspired in your role for serving God. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3, verse 1, that it's a good thing to aspire to leadership, as long as we remain submitted to God and in sync with the love of Jesus. Hi, Soul Shepherding friends. We're so glad you're here with us. We hope that you're enjoying this series on leadership based on our week in relationally healthy leadership in the Soul Shepherding Institute. And today's podcast, we want to share with you just a 10-minute sharing, teaching a story that Bill gives from his life. This is a part of our Thursday, which is day four of our fourth retreat in the Soul Shepherding Institute. And we're talking about cultivating healthy teams in this morning session. And in the morning session, we're looking at things like Jesus as our model of relationally healthy leadership. We're doing a a Bible study on that. And we're also, once again, one of the Soul Shepherding distinctives is talking about leading from the heart. You know, our emotions can be painful. They can be messy. They seem to cause us problems, but actually when they're brought into the relationship with Jesus and his ambassadors of empathy, they can become a source of knowledge and even creativity, love, and power, and can accelerate our leadership activities. So we're in this framework, in this part of the session, and Bill is going to be talking about encountering the emotion of jealousy. And so I hope that you'll enjoy this clip, and I'll be back to talk with you after it lives of serving the Lord uh, in our work, uh, teaming with people, uh, cultivating healthy teams is, is very uh, powerful. It's a great opportunity. One of the things that really gets in the way is competitiveness, selfish ambition, and jealousy. And I have struggled with this. Maybe you have too. Uh, the temptations to compare ourselves to others for some of us, are perhaps never-ending, uh, to be tempted to jealousy, to have a feeling of jealousy is not a sin, it's not even a problem. Uh, but when we begin to get our will behind that and we become jealous, we become envious, and we uh, become competitive, we become ambitious, and we want to step over other people to be better, we, we want to hog the limelight, we, in our words, we start putting other people down. We're not blessing our competitors, our colleagues. We're not praying for them. Now, you know, we're not in the way of Jesus. So we have to be really careful with the temptations that Satan sends us towards jealousy and the, the emotions that we can have along these lines. We want to be careful of that. The way to stay clear of jealousy, however, is not to deny the emotion. That is not going to actually help you be humble and generous to people, to admit that you have the emotion, admit that to God, admit that to a safe person is helpful. It's part of getting your own needs met. It's part of confession. And it's part of what helps us stay clear of 
jealousy becoming a sin that begins to take over our attitude and affect us in how we relate to people. So I was struggling with jealousy uh, some years ago in a situation. I was on retreat with some other pastors and leaders, and this was uh, during this long period I've been in where I uh, was not writing books, and this was actually, if I remember right, it was before God released me to, it was like before we wrote the Easy Yoke book and self-published that. And so one of our friends had just published his first book and was just really excited about this. And so he, he brought copies to share with, with all of us on retreat. And, and uh, I was having trouble being happy for him. I was feeling jealous. And I was feeling like, wow, he gets to do this. And God's blessed him. And I'm not getting to do this. I know this is good that I've, I've you know gone to the altar and it's helped me. And I know God's in this. But I wish that God w- could teach me to love my neighbor, and I could still be an author. (laughs) I wish that I could be a really emotionally present husband and father and not need to go all these years without writing a book. Uh, I wish it could be for me like it was for Richard Foster. Three days and Celebration of Discipline was on the altar, and he gave that dream up for the Lord, and then God gave it back to him, and he wrote a bestseller that just spread across the Christian world and helped so many people. Why couldn't it be like that for me? See, that's how I was feeling. <laughs> and I, I smiled when he handed me his book, but inside I was like not wanting that book to succeed. And I knew that wasn't good. And I felt guilty about that. So I ran to my room. <laughs> and I got on my knees. Well, actually, I forgot. There was an important part of the story. Before I did that, the Lord had directed my attention to a coffee cup on a table. And it had the verse from Philippians on it. In Christ's humility, consider others better than yourself. <laughs> you believe that? A coffee cup. Now, my old self, I would see that coffee cup and I would only feel guilty. And, and I would only feel like, oh, man. And I would push those feelings down and I would grit my teeth and say, okay, you know, my friend is better than me. This book is a great book, and, you know, may it, may it flourish. And I would just kind of like, you know, shake his hand and say, oh, I'm so happy for you. But I, all the while, I'm pushing down my feelings and, and, and all that guilt about it. But by this time, I had had a lot more training in spiritual formation and soul care, and I knew that was not the right way to understand that verse. And so I went back. I, this is now I ran to my room because we had a break, and I was like, okay, Lord, I need your help. So I just started meditating. You know, in Christ's humility, consider others better better than yourself. And I had been hot on the trail of this discipline of breath prayers. It was new to me. I'd been into it for a few years, but it was like, I mean, I never learned about anything like this growing up in church and, and, and even getting a doctorate in psychology and Christian psychology and I don't know where that discipline was. <laughs> you know, way back to the Jesus prayer, it was like hundreds of years Christians have been doing this, but I didn't know about it. And so when I discovered it, it was like, wow, this is really cool. This is like really simple, but really deep and really helpful. So I started doing a breath prayer. And, you know, in Christ's humility, consider others better than yourself. And I came up with this rhythm. I, I believe it was the gift of the Spirit. And this is one of the pages in the breath prayers guide that we have for you now. And so they're each, you know, one page meditations on a scripture, and then you have a breathing rhythm. And so the way I did it was, I was on my knees and before the Lord, and I'm waiting to breathe. And I go, in, in, as I'm waiting to breathe, I'm thinking about Jesus and, and the glorious Lord, and I'm worshiping God, the humble one. 
And I'm saying, God, you are great. And then as I breathe in, I go, in Christ's humility, and bring my hands in. In Christ's humility, and I'm receiving the gift that Jesus has come to me in humility, like we just read about. This is a gift of grace. In Christ's humility, and I'm smiling. The other thing I like to do is I'm smiling to say, Bill, this is good news. Enjoy this. Christ in humility is coming to you. And then I breathe out, consider others better than yourself. Now, in this case, the breathing out is like overflowing or sharing. Sharing the humility of Christ with my friend. And i just doing this over and over again. You know, in Christ's humility, consider others better than yourself. And I'm on my knees, you know, praying like this. And the joy of the grace that Christ has come to me in humility, enjoying that, appreciating that, thanking God for that as I'm breathing in, helped me then as I breathed out, out of the overflow now with genuineness, really want something good for my friend and to be truly happy for him and to pray for his book to succeed and to excel. And so many times, I prayed for that book to succeed because when I would begin to get tempted towards self-pity, I would remind myself of the blessings of God to me in Christ, including in this season of not writing books. Many blessings that I wouldn't trade for anything when I'm in my right mind. No way do I want to go back and write Bill's version of Celebration of Discipline. The fruit of what God has done in my life is too good. And so every time Satan tempts me with jealousy now, I can just go back to that breath prayer And so, you know, Dallas talks about blessing your competitors. See, here's a way to do it. Every time you get tempted to compete with that person, to judge that person, just go back to that breath prayer. And it's like it sort of becomes demotivating to Satan. Well, I'm not going to tempt him to do that. He just goes to intercessory prayer. And so I was free. I was happy. I went back into the retreat, and I was happy. So, question for you. What tempts you? To be jealous. There must be some things, like maybe just going on Facebook, you know, somebody that's got something that you don't have. Now, the psychology of this is that whatever it is that you're jealous about, there is a, another sort of hidden gift of potential self knowledge if you can just stay out of self condemnation and denial of your emotion and can. Accept the emotion, short of it taking over your attitude and, and, and inhabiting your person so that you then become in sin. But just, just take the emotion now and, and read it. Read it like a map. It's pointing out to you a hurt, an unmet need, something that's unfulfilled in you. And so to, to get in touch with that is really helpful. So in my case, it's like, well... I, I have this, this gift to write, and I long to share with other people what Thomas A. Kempis and Andrew Murray shared with me. And I believe that's a desire that God put in my heart even when I was in high school and even in my early 20s, that God called me to be a spiritual writer. And God just took me on a different journey for what that was like than I had in mind. And I discovered the joy of freely you've received, freely give. And so we got this website, and we just give this stuff away. And God gave us a ministry far beyond all I could have asked, ever asked or imagined, so much better than some best-selling book. See, and that all came because of that, that season, 14 years. God didn't release me to use the gift he gave me. But he gave me something so much better. 
But see, there's, there's a need in there. there. There's a need of of receiving a gift, appreciating it, expressing it, finding you know, God's way of doing it. And the point is, that need is good. And so you might have something that you want in your life, something that you're missing, that somebody else seems to have, and so you feel some jealousy around that. Don't make yourself bad for having the jealous feeling. Get underneath that. See what the need is. Pay attention to that need. And then ask God to help you with the jealousy in the way that we're talking about by appreciating the humility of Christ. So thankful for Bill's vulnerability, willingness to be honest with us. We all can relate to experiencing feelings of jealousy, jealousy that sometimes can cause us to want to bury it and go to shame or self-condemnation or act out of it to hurt another person or to try to grab at and get what we want. And so we we need to hear these stories that are, are healthy models that show us the way of Christ. Bill mentioned that his prayer was based on Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. And I just want to read this scripture to you. This is out of the English Standard Version. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Now, this doesn't mean that others are more valuable than you are. It doesn't mean to treat yourself like the scum of the earth. No, it's, this is Jesus' instruction of loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. It's believing that God loves us and our neighbor. God values us and our neighbor. And that helps us not to be jealous. It increases our jealousy if we're thinking that God is valuing somebody else over us. And that's not the way God is. So it's important that we're receiving God's love, seeing his smile and delight, seeing that he's willing good for us. And that if something is being withheld from us that we see another enjoying, to talk to God about that and to kind of get underneath. Why do I feel like God's withholding from me something that would be good for me? And what is that desire telling me? Like Bill was asking there. And, and using that as an opportunity to grow in self-awareness and then taking that into your relationship with God and your interactive, ongoing conversation of prayer with Him. And then Bill talked about, right there at the end, how we look at Christ's humility as an example. So this passage continues in Philippians 2, verse 4, saying, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Jesus' humility is what's being talked about here in verse 6. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped. Jesus didn't go after grasping at what he wanted. And that's an example for us when we want something to be emotionally honest with what that want is and to take it to the Lord, but not to go after and grasp and try to get it, but trusting instead where why, why would this be something you're asking me to surrender to you right now? And will you, by your power, help me to rejoice in my brother or my sister here who you've given this to instead of cooperating with the enemy with jealousy and even feeding it to the point where it becomes envy. Thank you, friends, for joining us at Soul Talks. We love to hear from you. 
We appreciate your prayers. Pray with us that God will invite, issue invitations to the leaders that he wants to join us at the Soul Shepherding Institute. And give us your feedback. We love and appreciate you giving us reviews on the podcast app that you listen to, Soul Talks On, and we pray for you. I'd like to pray with you now as we end. Lord Jesus, thank you for these beautiful apprentices of yours who join us here on Soul Talks each week, who are leaning in to learn from you, to grow, to be emotionally and spiritually healthy and mature. Pray, Lord, that you would continue your good work in them, and especially in this area of jealousy. I ask that you would protect them from temptation, and that when they find these emotions of jealousy arising in them, that they would feel great consolation in honest, open prayer to you, looking to you, remembering that you love them, that you won't withhold anything from them that would be loving and good for them, letting them open up their souls to you to get in touch with what their desires are telling them and their emotions, and letting you empathize with them and receiving your love in that way, deep into their soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Our mission is to train you to thrive with Jesus in your life and leadership. The best way we can do that is in our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats with the added training to earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. We'd love to have you and your friends join us in our institute. We have a new cohort starting soon. 